Nothing sets quality time to us quite like a road trip. And we love every part. The rest stops, the not-so-healthy snacks, the car games. It's all an adventure. We have a road trip coming up, and I'm so excited to just unplug from the world and connect with our kids. Penn, humor me for a second. Close your eyes and try to picture the perfect car for a road trip. Hmm, so I'm seeing like a massive amount of cargo space, you know, so that packing could be a little bit easier for you. And so kind of you. <laughs> well, thankfully, the perfect car is more than just a dream because the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder has all that and so much more. And you can learn more at NissanUSA.com. And if you love road trips as much as we do, Check out the new season of Roundabout for stories about road trips, relationships, and the memories made along the way. Be sure to tune into our episode to hear more about the rest stop that taught Penn how to slow down on the hot fries. I still can't believe we told that story on a <laughs> on microphone. A microphone. Yep, we did. <laughs> season two is live now with episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Nothing says quality time to us quite like a road trip. And we love every part. The rest stops, the not-so-healthy snacks, the car games. It's all an adventure. We have a road trip coming up, and I'm so excited to just unplug from the world and connect with our kids. Penn, humor me for a second. Close your eyes and try to picture the perfect car for a road trip. Hmm, so I'm seeing like a massive amount of cargo space, you know, so that packing could be a little bit easier for you. And so kind of you. <laughs> well, thankfully, the perfect car is more than just a dream because the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder has all that and so much more. And you can learn more at NissanUSA.com. And if you love road trips as much as we do, Check out the new season of Roundabout for stories about road trips, relationships, and the memories made along the way. Be sure to tune into our episode to hear more about the rest stop that taught Penn how to slow down on the hot fries. I still can't believe we told that story on a <laughs> on microphone. On a microphone. Yep, we did. <laughs> season two is live now with episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. You have stumbled upon the Holderness Family Podcast. We are those people that your Aunt Linda shares our videos on Facebook. They're like, have you heard of this family? They dance in their jammies. Come on, you know who they are. And you're like, no, I don't. I, I have a I have, life. I have other things. No, come on. They do the day-day in the back of school stuff. <laughs> no, Mom, shut up. Aunt Linda, what are you doing? Well, I'm glad you find our podcast because it's our very favorite thing to do. And it's a time when we can kind of sit and connect and work on being better humans. Right. Um, and and it, we, it, it is a time when we just talk about the stuff that is on our mind. And yeah, a lot of times we don't have the time to, to talk about it except for during this. Right. We had and, a really busy week. Yeah. And, and we get to bring in people who are better than us and we get to learn from them. Um, and you guys get to hear it in real time. So on our minds, ours personally, and I know if you have people who you love who are going to school right now. Um, the the school thing, the school right. thing, and and it can't just be us. People are starting to get their instructions or assignments, or they're starting to get a feel of what it's going to be like. Where it, it was more high level before, now now it's getting real. And I think that you know, I for as much as we've talked about it, I hadn't really thought about what the day will look like you know so there's like this hybrid option or you know some people are going so i did an instagram poll and i said are you staying at home are you you know doing virtual learning you going in person so it's about 50 50 so the people that are going 100 percent virtual there are people who are doing a hybrid most people or um, there's like a 
half the people are doing some sort of hybrid option. Uh, but 100% of people, this is not what they were expecting. It's not going to be the same. It's not what, we, no, this is not at all what we were expecting. And um, yeah, so in our house, we're trying, Penn and I are trying to be as sunshiny as possible, but it is, we are failing. Our <laughs> kids are not into this, uh, that we're, the, the game we're playing. Well, I mean, for them, imagine it. You know, we're, we're excited because we're getting closer back to normal. It's going to be closer to normal for us because for us, our kids, it looks like, are in a situation where they're going to be back to school some, which means we are going to get our house back for like a little while. Like that's, and that's a real I mean, feeling. there's a rotation situation, well, but yeah. But we work from home and yeah. that's like, that's a thing. Like we've got to work at some point. For them, put yourself in their shoes. No matter what happens, it's not going to be the same. Uh, our kids are 10 and 13. If you know any 13 year olds, they start to kind of find their squad. They start to find their flock, their people that they're going to be like, which is like a natural yeah. thing that you're no, supposed to be doing. No, I remember doing that too. And then, you know, you get a piece of paper that says here are nine people that you're going to spend the majority of your year with because, and we understand this for safety reasons, Absolutely, you rotate the teachers instead of rotating the students and you keep these sort of germ pods under control and you control the spread of the disease and you get to keep going to class, mm-hmm. right? That's, that is a, that is a concept that our kids can understand, but they don't have to like it. Well, I, I think no matter what, we're all, no matter what your plan is, we're all on, on a little bit of edge about how yeah. this is going to go. And we brought in the big guns, I guess I would say. <laughs> Um, we brought on Mariah Morris. Teacher of the year. She's I mean, if you're going to get a teacher, get the teacher of the year. The North Carolina's 2019 teacher of the year. And she leads her district as their innovation and special projects coordinator. And during her time of teacher of the year, she's leading advocate, advocacy efforts, expanding STEM education opportunities for underrepresented students, addressing ballooning class sizes and focusing on K through 12 K through 12 literacy. She's been teaching for more than 11 years. She's a graduate of UNC and she really had some great words of wisdom about, you know, ways to help this feel more routine. I'm not going to say normal, but more routine, you know, developing a routine for our kids, ways we can support teachers and ways that we, ways, what should we be doing to like help make this equitable for, for all these kids out there. Welcome to the podcast, Mariah Morris. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're so excited to talk to you. You know, when we were talking about this episode about how to help kids in the school year, initially I wanted to, I was like, oh, should we book a, like a child psychologist? Should we talk about all this? I'm like, no, we need to talk to a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who also is a little bit of an administrator too. So right. that's, that's important too. So like the real question everyone wants to know is how many people are just absolutely filling up your DMs right now with questions about what the heck is going on? But be honest. <laughs> Um, yeah, so a lot of people are definitely reaching out to me and wanting to know um, education from my perspective. I sit on the state board as an advisor, and then I'm directly engaged with um, my district office. So a lot of people are reaching out to me to kind of just pick my brain about going back to school. Um, yeah, it's it's a very interesting time. Your school di- district is doing a hybrid model. Um, I know anyway, we're going to talk a lot about kids and how to help the kids through this, but my heart is also with the teachers how are your and I know you can't speak for all teachers but how are you feeling and how are your your colleagues feeling about being in a classroom this year 
So my colleagues are very excited to see students Mm -hmm. um, because that ultimately is the reason we went into education. And teachers across our state, they really missed seeing students face to face in a deeply profound way that I don't think you really get until you're a teacher um, because we love and care about our students so much. That being said, a lot are very anxious about the safety concerns and there is a lot of stress and anxiety because I heard this the other day and it's just a, it's a perfect comparison. Not only are we building the airplane as we're flying it, but we have no idea how it's going to land. This sounds um, like so- a Jerry Bruckheimer movie. It does. Like we're, we're, we're living a really bad Michael Bay action film right now. There you go. So yeah, there's natural stress and anxiety with that. I and I you know, both of our mothers were teachers, so that's why I just and I know how hard teachers work on it in a normal air quote uh, uh, school year, but having to do plans virtually hybrid model people in class and accommodate for kids at home, I just want to no question here. I just want to like say we are just, I'm in awe and I bow down to teachers this year uh, for having to do that. Um, so we're definitely, we're thinking of you guys because of those students. What can we do as parents to help our kids who are truly anxious about heading into the school year? Thank you, first of all, for acknowledging how important teachers are. That means a lot to hear people acknowledge that. Um, There are a few things that parents can do to help their students get ready for the school year. I think one is just to monitor how we as parents are talking about the school year in front of our children. There is a natural tendency to focus on the stress and the anxiety and our, our children really pick up on that. And then they take that with them into the classroom setting, be it virtual or in person. So I think making sure to have those stressful conversations behind closed doors and then presenting a really happy, positive outlook on it to our children. A second thing that parents can do is to make sure that they're helping to scaffold their children with these new experiences, be it virtual or in person. If they're going into school, practice wearing masks ahead of time. Help the children pick out masks that they like and that they feel comfortable with. But don't just send them day one uh, with something they've never tried on because that might be a little stressful for the child. If it's at home, talk about what the schedule might look like, include them in the process and try to have a mindset where you're building this environment with your child. Yeah, I heard you say include them in the process, which we're big fans of. And I heard you say, try not to have those stressful conversations in front of them, which I also kind of agree with, but it like we're having, we're having a tough time. And like we, like I think they're seeing a little more of the process than maybe they need to because it's, it's, it's everywhere. The conversations are everywhere. Yeah. I mean, we personally have like even today talking to our kids, they both, uh, the the way the way the school year is starting is not what they inv- all all of the things right and we're like no it's going to be great and I think that that's a little disingenuous and they pick up on that yeah they pick up on it um, and then so then we just break down and start no no we, <laughs> we, we, we oh, no yeah we do a little bit yeah um well what? yeah no I mean to your point I'm with you I'm a parent I get it and I think that 
we as parents, we have to have grace. Not only we talk about grace for the teachers and the administrators, but grace for ourselves that we're going to have those moments in front of our kids, but we can't let those moments define us. And I mean, as a parent, I've had to go back and say, I'm sorry, mommy was really stressed. I had a Zoom meeting in 20 minutes. Let me think about how I can do that better. And model for our children that even if we get stressed and even if it's messy, um, that we can take care of ourselves and try and talk through some of our the ways we handle our own stress. What's a what's a good way for students to get used to this, you know, new normal? Like, how can we help our kids? I mean, knowing that they're going to be taking masks on and off and, and that sort of and then just this classes are going to look different. Everything is going to look different. Like what's how, how can we help walk them through that process? I think really focusing on their social emotional needs. And so having conversations for each child, it's something about the process is going to stress them out more than others. Um, so understanding your own personal children and, and just opening the door to talk to them and validate their feelings and say, it's okay. I am a big fan of modeling. So finding videos of what it's going to look like at a drop-off with the teacher wearing a mask and opening the car door. Um, there's a lot of videos on Twitter and Facebook right now that schools have put out to show your children what it's going to look like. Or if you can find books to read about it, read that with your children just to help get them acclimated to what it's going to be like. I'm thinking about what's going on in our lives and I'm just going to, I'm just going to hit you with the fire hose of what's going on in our lives. And I bet you there are other parents that are dealing with this right now. So for those who are attempting to have their kids in school, whether it's hybrid model or, you know, five days on one day off, just getting them back into class. Most, I think most places are going with these like pods, these smaller classes um, where they have minimal exposure to children, right? So you're not going to be around like as many people as normal. And so um, the big thing for us is our kids are being told, okay, instead of being able to see your, all of your friends, you're going to be able to see nine friends. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering, I, yeah, I'm sure that's, you've heard about this before. I'm wondering um, if you can maybe tell us how you think that's going to go and also give us a reason to feel good about it, please. <laughs> go. Well, I would feel really good if this like really cool family made a video about it <laughs> where, where they were like dancing about it. I don't know. Just an idea. That would okay. make me feel better. In lieu um, of that. But, but since that's not an option, I don't know anyone who could do that. Um, I would say, okay, so you're going to be in class with nine people who may or may not be your BFFs, right? Right. Mm -hmm. um, there's some learning experiences. It might push our children to become friends with people who they might not normally become friends with. Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge fan of that, um, pushing us outside of our comfort zone. Also, find creative ways that you can connect your child with their friends that might not be typical. Maybe you could ask the teacher or the principal um, if you could host some type of class-wide or school-wide game night on Zoom so that you're doing a virtual game night or trivia night if it's an older group, like a middle school group. Um, some schools have created Google Classrooms that are only focusing on social-emotional learning. And that classroom is open all day long, and it's staffed by guidance counselors or teachers that pop in and rotate. And whenever a kid wants to join, just to connect with another kid, they can enter that classroom as opposed to their actual like learning classroom. So maybe see if your child's guidance counselor is open to that. Um, 
as well as I've heard of some really cool virtual challenges happening across the state for kids to stay connected to their friends. An example is a PE teacher is ma mapping out a running challenge. So they're trying to run from one city to the other, but of course they're not actually getting together and running. They're mapping out how many miles. And then there's going to be a online platform where the kids can like log their miles and pictures and um, the class will add up how many miles it is and try and reach their goal. So those are some creative ways that you can try to help your child feel connected to their friends if they're not right there in class with them. I think as a parent, there's um, that's been the hardest part is to like just not have I mean where our kids are eight and ten and their friends are this is like the age where they're supposed to be you know they pull away from us a little bit and they get into the social group and it's like it's what they're designed to do at this age is to to want to be with their friends a lot and just not having that has been really hard to kind of to coach them through um and I just I feel like all at Lola, my 13 year old at this point, they're having a, a Zoom social for the eighth graders soon. And she's she's like, so over she's Zoom. She's like, I'm not doing that. She's so over Zoom. <laughs> it's, which is why like the fact that we're going to have like a hybrid option is great. Um, it's, I think the other thing is they just have to have their expectations managed. Like it's right. not going to be the same, but it's going to be. So do you think that long term, like. I'm just already looking for this time next year. I mean, so that's that's the big question is, my daughter keeps saying, is this just for the first quarter? And I'm like, honey, I think this might be the school year. Are you preparing for this to be this way for the school year? Um, I don't have any personal like insider knowledge, but just me as a parent and human being, I really am. I'm, yeah. I'm planning on it for being the school year. Just, And that's just from, you know, myself. I, I don't, I don't see this being a typical school year yeah. in any capacity, really. And, and I hear you. It's hard for our children. Mm -hmm. It's hard for them, especially at that age where it's just the natural thing is to be close to their peers. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not the same virtually. You know, I get over Zoom just like <laughs> I think our children's, children do. But I think it's about being intentional with when they are on Zoom and when they're not um, as part of it. I think Hopefully, most schools aren't requiring students to be on Zoom for seat hours, but it's more based on assignments. That's mm -hmm. something I really advocate for um, so that when you do build those social times, it can be not just complete like, you know, <laughs> zoomed out. For I the zoomed day. out. And I know that and, um, my cousin, she has a little guy going into kindergarten and the requirements and the schedule was like five and a half hours on online learning like it's sitting button seat for five and a half hours for a kindergartner like on in front of a computer and so she instead is is going to homeschool and do her own curriculum which praise her um but what 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 are the expectations or like what can we expect of in terms of age for our kids in terms of their capacity to sit in front of a computer when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
You know, the weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I went to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. You've already grabbed a few things for our next beach trip, right? I grabbed the tiered maxi dress in black and you know what it has. Well, if it's you, because you want to have like the pockets, right? Pockets. I'm already thinking of grabbing two more in lilac and blue because once you find one thing you like, you just have to get it in multiple colors. Plus, lightweight and breathable at half the cost I'd pay at another retailer. All right, friends, it is time to get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash holderness for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash holderness to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash holderness. Okay, listeners, as you know, we talk a lot about ADHD on our show. And how to love and support those who have it. And nobody does it better than my lovely wife, Kim. Oh, thanks, Ben. Yeah, one thing about ADHD, especially for kids, is that the feeling of boredom can be especially intense. That's for sure. And one place most kids struggle with boredom is in the car ride. Yeah, when you're in that ride, you may want to whip out the smartphone or the tablet, and it can be an intense need whether your kid has ADHD or not. They get sucked right in, and they receive those shots of dopamine straight to the dome. When I want to play music or listen to a podcast, I get a little worried about inappropriate words or messaging, so it's not always easy agreeing on what to listen to. Right, so Kim and I want to share with you a new podcast we discovered called Wild Interest, and it's got something for all of us. That's right, Wild Interest is the first and only podcast out there created and hosted entirely by kids. It covers so many fun and interesting topics from what is a leap year to the solar eclipse to an NFL quarterback. It's funny and interesting enough to even and hold Penn's ever-wandering attention. And that's saying something. Give it a listen. Find Wild Interest anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, that is an excellent question. That's something I am passionate about. I am not a fan of screen time for young children, period, end of story, no matter how they're learning, because we are finding out more and more about how it affects their developing brains. Mm-hmm. And I really think that it's detrimental long term to have children on computers for hours at a time. Um, each district is doing it differently, but something I advocate for is that we have to look at a move to competency based education in this way so that we're not judging a student's progression in the grade based on did they sit through 45 minutes of ELA and then 45 minutes of math, et cetera, et cetera, throughout the day. But once they've mastered that skill for ELA, they can move on to the next skill for the day um, in math. And making sure that we're finding times to unplug as teachers, creating learning opportunities that are outside of the computer. Um, Because remote learning doesn't have to be purely digital. Yeah. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. So Kim and I sat through, look, I, I love these guys. We sat through a Zoom call that was like a business Zoom call today. It was an hour long. I'm an adult. Okay? <laughs> he was struggling. 
I like by the 45 minute period, I had moved on to anything else I could find on my computer to look at. <laughs> like as, as great as these people are and as much as I love working with them, I was like, I could not take it. And then I think about my children whose brains are more like a fire hose, just like receiving or sponge, like receiving absolutely everything that they see and what that must be like for them, like wanting to go faster, wanting to move on to something else. And, um, and having just you you don't have that interactive ability for someone a teacher to read that child and say okay we've got to move on we've got to pick this up I, i'm i'm with you i share that worry but I'm like what else are you going to do right now yeah but i i love I mean, so maybe there's a way to 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 stack the curriculum so that you are doing the work and once you finish the work you kind of move you kind of self progress yeah that's what she's saying anyway yeah yeah so i mean I'm yeah. Hoping, yeah i mean i don't know i have like 10 tabs opening i'm not really listening to y'all right now. <laughs> right exactly <laughs> i mean no, so yeah but but to your point that's how i am i mean i swarm in like in my chair, I'm moving around. I need a fidget cube. That, I think that's why I love teaching so much is I was just like all over the place with my kids. But it's really hard to sit still and look at a computer all day. And so think about how to build out learning opportunities for our kids to shut the computer down. Maybe they have a spiral notebook at home. They do their um, journaling for their ELA class in the actual notebook. And then they might use the computer for research, but not necessarily to log their answers. Um, because especially our younger kids, it takes forever to tap out like one sentence, right? When they're looking mm -hmm. like A key, B key, and that's mental fatigue on them. Um, and it's extra screen time for them trying to focus. And then you mix in any sort of learning difference amongst our student population, and it can be incredibly troubling um, to focus on a screen. Mm -hmm. My heart right now is for the families of our, you know, the special needs kiddos who relied on services within a school and now aren't getting access to those services. So I, I don't even I don't even know. I, I don't even have a question on that. I'm just putting that out there. That I've, this, I mean, how are you? How, how, how does a teacher help those kids that relied on those special like one on one services in school? Like what's happening there? Yeah, it's a challenge. I think, um, you know, every child is unique. And so there's, when you get into students with different learning differences, it's even more so that no IEP is the same. So it's hard to make blanket recommendations, which is one of the things that's so hard about remote learning. You can't say, well, for all students who need speech services, they can do a Zoom mm -hmm. um, because each child is very unique. And I think that is actually one of the positive things that has come from this is that we're learning how much we have to be intentional with being learner focused and that how each child truly has unique, unique needs and that there's not a one size fits all for them. And I think that's being exacerbated a little bit through the remote learning um, because we're seeing not all students respond in the same way or have the means to respond or have the access and opportunity to respond. Um, and so that's something that it's a struggle, but I actually think it's a productive struggle for us as educators. We don't deserve teachers. That's all I have to say. <laughs> now, what are we, I mean, I know that typically we always like to take, you know, get an Amazon wish list from, you know, some teachers and we like to, you know, contribute to those lists and obviously do what we can in our own school. But what are ways, what do teachers need right now that we as a community can be helping with? That's a great question. I mean, Amazon wish lists are always an awesome way to contribute. The teachers love that. Um, but I think having grace with our teachers right now goes a really long way. 
and having um, emotional resiliency as parents to not want to um, take it out on the teachers is really helpful. Um, Teachers pay attention to social media and sometimes it can turn really negative Mm -hmm. in a community on what a teacher's doing or not doing or what a school's doing and not doing because I think that that's a outlet for a lot of people when they deal with their stress, but they not might not be realizing how it affects our teachers in the classroom when they read these comments, even if it's not about them. So I would say lifting up our teachers in um, social media and in the news and focusing on um, the positive and not the deficit mindset right now, um, as well as those Amazon <laughs> lists. I'm mm-hmm. not going to, I'm not going to lie. Those are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you yeah. need different things? I mean, cause before last year it was, you know, like pencils, paper, Clorox wipes and those sorts of things. I mean, do, do teachers need different things this year? Oh, definitely. Most definitely. I think, um, it, and, you know, I can't speak for all teachers right now because each situation is just so different. Mm-hmm. So based on if it's remote learning or hybrid or however, I would just reach out to your child's teacher and ask what's the best way I can support you. That's good. Okay. So I'm going to put you in an uncomfortable position now. I love doing this with people who come onto our podcast, especially people who I think are very good. So I got to go. No, you're staying right there. You you can bring up as many screens as you want. Here's here's my observation. We live in North Carolina. You work in North Carolina. Um, in more, it's more County, correct? And, and so North Carolina is, they're kind of a down the middle state. We're down the middle politically. We're not super Southern. We're definitely not super Northern. We're kind of Atlantic. Um, our COVID stats are kind of average. They're not great. They're not terrible. We're kind of in the middle when it comes to a lot of these things going on right now. So you have uh, contact with your district. You have contact with your state. You have a lot more information than I do. I would like you with absolutely no strings attached <laughs> Predict to me December 2020, March 2021, September 2021, where you Ooh. think we're going to be. Hold on. I got to write this down. Too many tabs. I'll, December I'll, yeah, 20th, let's, 2020. Let's, start, let's start with December 2020. You mean in terms of school? Everything. I want her to predict the future for me. <laughs> I just, no, honestly, I think she's in a, I'm, I'm not saying she, like, she's not going to get hundred percent right, but she's in a better position to predict the future than I am right now, which is why I'm asking her. <sighs> Hold on. Okay. I need to like buffering. <laughs> We're buffering. Let's see. All right. Now, you know, this is just me speaking. Yes. You are not a scientist. You've just, yeah, you've just gotten the world's biggest disclaimer. She's not a scientist. She's I just think she knows more about it than I do. not have any knowledge yeah. of vaccine production. I have no production. inside knowledge. None. I'm just running, basically running my mouth on a podcast. Yes. yes. And we have and set nobody up. Listen, no, nobody listens to it. It's fine. That's it's right. Fine. Nobody <laughs> hears Look, it. Every area is different, but we are kind of in the middle when it comes to this. So let's just give it a go for fun. All right. Let me think. So you want to know schools in December 2020? Yes. Schools, athletics, like what, what it looks like. You know, I think, I don't think there's going to be a huge change from right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we can expect to come in and out of virtual learning. I think that we're going to probably teeter between plan B and plan C, but I don't see a huge shift in the next few months because I think it's going to ebb and flow. I think that, you know, we may see more cases when school starts up, but then we'll adjust. And I think it will kind of come back like, you know, like a wave, it'll come back down. And so I think we're, we can expect to be in and out okay. um, between B and C. Okay. All right. Now we're moving into March, 2021. <laughs> March 2021. What the one year anniversary of this dumpster fire. (laughs) That's floating in a river. Have you seen that gift? No. (laughs) 
Uh, March 2021. Well, optimistically, I would like to hope that in seeing it ebb and flow, that we as a society are able to make the connection that we do better when we do things like follow the three W's and wear masks and practice social distancing. So I would like to think that we're going to learn from it. Um, and I would hope that we're in a better place. I don't think it will be resolved because I don't think we, we may have a vaccination, you know, by then, but um, who knows? Go, you know, better, but still probably practicing a lot of our social distancing. Okay. One year from now. One year from now, I think that we will be in a better place. I think that we will have had a lot of time to do a lot of our research. I hope that we will have a vaccine available. Um, I think that we as a society are going to learn a lesson from this about how to take care of other people and how to um, take care of ourselves so that we can take care of others. And I think that we will have both um, social knowledge about how to handle this as well as scientific knowledge about what works and hopefully a vaccine. So we're going to be doing good next year at this right. time. So here's the, here's the great thing, uh, Mariah. You just gave, I think, a very reasonable prediction, and it all depends on how we react to it. So right. you can't predict that. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can be hopeful, which I think is what we are as well. I, I, I think that I, I, like, I, I, like, I like the odds of what she said. True story, we were on a flight in the beginning of March out of, we had done some travel and we were on a part of a production that got canceled. <laughs> so we were flying home and we were in LA and there was this um, infectious disease specialist, yeah. a child infectious disease specialist Ooh, wow. on our flight headed back home from North Carolina. They, ironically, we had traveled to a conference about COVID and she's, and it was like March 1st. And she said, schools will be canceled within two weeks. I'm like, no, that'll never you're happen. In, yeah. I was like, no. And she goes, schools will be out for the rest of the year. I'm like, no, you're insane. And she goes, we will be wearing masks for like maybe two years. I'm like, what? And yeah, uh, yeah. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, you're taking crazy pills. And then, yeah. But it yeah. happened so quickly after oh that. It happened within a week that was the uh, the night. I, I, I still remember it as the NBA canceling their season. They were the yeah. first ones to do it. And that's that, right. that hits me hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. So I, was, um, I was in California visiting Google the last week of February. And oh, wow. I remember a friend messaged me who lived there and saw that I was there. I posted on social media and she reached out and said, be careful there. They have COVID going around, um, you know, basically where I was staying. Yeah. And I was like, ha ha, that's funny. And she's like, no, I'm serious. I was like, okay. And there were like two or three people who wore masks on the airplane. And then, like you said, it was insane. Yeah. When I got home, it was just all my speaking engagements were canceled. I was booked out as um, I was on my teacher of the year year. Yeah. And I wasn't working in the classroom. I was just basically traveling the state speaking. And it was like dominoes. Well, let's give you what, what is what, what were the things you were going to be speaking on this Here year? Goes. Here got, it goes. Here's your keynote. Ready? One minute. Go. <laughs> I, Mariah must hate me. I know. Well, you're I'm the just, worst. Yeah, man. I really no, am. Take your time, Mariah. Tell it. What, what, what was your platform? What were you talking about? Yeah, my platform was about moving the needle with equity in STEM 
education. Mm -hmm. So I'm a passionate for STEM, not for technology's sake, but because I truly think it's the strategies that engage our 21st century learners. And I think it's the competencies they're going to need. I believe that our education needs to completely um, rethink our purpose and get in line with our students' hopes and dreams and um, aspirations in life. And there's some things in our schools that fit that, but there's some things in our schools that are in conflict with that. So I believe um, in rethinking education and making sure that equity is at the forefront of that mission because we know that not all students are connecting with things like STEM initiatives or um, different sorts of classes at the same rates as others. And that, and talk about equity, there's nothing more unequitable right now than what's happening with learning because- Oh, it completely. It's, it, it's like a gut punch, right? I mean, our kids, I had an extra laptop to give my son, right? It, it was old and crusty, but I had it. And there are kids down the street that have, like, they're trying to do distance learning off somebody's, you know, they're, they're making up for it now. I mean, the school districts are accommodating that now. But, like, how unfair was that? Well, and truly across the state, the broadband issue is severe. Um, if you're in the triangle, even if you can get a device, you can pretty much connect. But there's parts of our state where students can't connect. They have literally run um, the broadband access lines, but companies won't go in because there's not enough company, uh, sorry, customers mm. to um, qualify them putting their services there. So I think as a state, we've realized that broadband access is a public good. I mean, the way we put in electricity at one point in our society as a public good we need to do broadband access because think about telehealth. I mean, people can't access doctors, right? If they're not, they can't access education, which is deemed constitutional by our North Carolina constitution. So. Yeah, it's amen. It it was, it was um, really hard. We, we donated to get some computers for some classrooms just because there were some kids that were, they were trying to like download stuff off of their parents' cell phones and it would just broke my heart. Um, But so hopefully you'll have a a stage and a microphone and a platform once this all settles that you can you can speak on those things. You're making me feel good about a a very anxious time. Just thank you so much for for just sharing your time with us. Sure. No problem. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And um, if so, people want to book you to speak in a virtual conference, where can they find you? (laughs) Uh, they can find me at morristeach1 at gmail or I'm on Twitter at morristeach1. Awesome. Nice. Thank you so, so much. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Kristen. And this is Jen from My Mom So Hard. And we're here to talk about By Heart. 
Do you remember when you were nursing and you were like, I want to give the best thing I can to my baby? Well, we've got that for you. It's called By Heart, and it is a infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code MOMS20 for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Tell them my mom so hard sent you. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. 